In this latest episode of Prospect Pitch, I have Stephen Bagel on, and he is going to pitch me or sell me on Indiana freshman Jalen Hood Shafino. Let's find out what he knows. Stay tuned. Big, big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. I am your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. And it is March the 7th. And March is here. This is the time of year where every basketball fan is overjoyed. I mean, you got March Madness. You got your conference tournaments, which leads to the NCAA tournament. The NBA is basically in the fourth quarter, which is weird. It's only like two weeks after All-Star break, and it's almost like the fourth quarter. The matchups are appealing because a lot of the matchups are or have playoff implications. And then after that, we go into the draft, which is my thing. And so today we're going to do a little bit of prospect pitch. This is, I believe, the fourth episode, and the last one got raving reviews. And people like the the concept of bringing guests on and having them pitch a prospect. And in this episode, I'm playing the role of a general manager. And Steven is a scout that has been on the road. He has watched tons of games. And he is here to pitch me on Jalen Hushafino. But before we get into that, Steven, how is everything going your way? And tell me a little bit about your your podcast called the Birds Rights Podcast. I'm doing well, Raphael. Thank you for having me on. So I am the host of the Bird Rights Podcast, which is for the Sports Ethos Network. Sports Ethos is a fantasy sports side. It was formerly hoopball, just fantasy basketball, but we have since expanded to all sports. And I am the front office and salary cap expert. And yeah, uh, with that front office knowledge, I like to scout the draft. It's definitely something that I'm becoming more familiar with as the years go on. I've been, I would say, doing big boards, mock drafts, really digging into it since I'd say 2019. So this is, that would be my fifth draft cycle, really. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. All right, let's let's get right into it. Jalen Hushafino, who is he? What position does he play? And why are you high on him? So Jalen Hushafino is he's six foot six. He has a six foot ten wingspan and he's 215 pounds. He's a freshman from Indiana. I think he's going to be best suited as a point guard. That's what he plays for Indiana. He averages 13.4 points a game, 4.1 rebounds a game, and 3.8 assists a game. I have him number seven on my big board, and I, I think he's a lock to be a lottery pick. So going back to his high school days, he was a five-star recruit. And he was invited to play in the Jordan Brand Classic. He played in Montverde and won back-to-back national titles. Some of the guys he played with, Derek Whitehead from Duke, Dylan Mitchell from Texas, and Jalen Doran, who is now on the Detroit Pistons. He was drafted last year. Okay, all right. Number seven on your big board. So you are very high on him. And I'm assuming you're higher on him than the consensus. What is the skill set that he brings to the table that he can hang his hat on that will make him a, at the very minimum, I'm I'm thinking if a guy is at number seven, at the very minimum, I need him to be 
a high level starter. So what is his skill set that he brings to the table every night that can help us win games? So ironically enough, I know the mid range is sort of a dying game. So I'm not going to say hangs his head on that, but he is a mid range maestro similar to a DeMar DeRozan type guy. But I think in the pick and roll is really his bread and butter. He's great as a pick and roll scorer, great as a pick and roll passer. He could make just about every possible read off a screen that he needs to. He has a very advanced handle with hip mobility. And I, I think that's where he's going to thrive most is in the pick and roll playmaking. As I said, he is best suited as a point guard, in my opinion. He makes things happen with the ball in his hands. He's a very, very, very patient player. He doesn't force anything. He lets everything come to him. And yeah, I, I think given in the pick and roll, he's always making the perfect reads, can make them with both hands, any pass. So I, I think that's his main skill. At, at six seven, can he play multiple positions, or is he someone that has to have the ball in his hands to be effective? Can I play him off the ball? Because at six seven, that's a, a position where I would like for a guy to be able to defend up and down, whether it's ones, twos, threes, maybe some fours when teams go small. And like I said, is he someone that needs the ball in his hands to be effective? Can I play him at the three if I need to? Right now, I would say he most of his shots come off the bounce. He does admittedly need to improve as a catch-and-shoot threat, but uh, he has the size, especially defensively, like you're talking about. He's a great point-of-attack defender, could definitely defend one through three, maybe even some fours, depending on the matchup. But mm -hmm. in regard to an offensive role, he is definitely best with the ball in his hands. Okay. Now, you say he likes to shoot the mid-range, but you compared him to DeMar DeRozan. And so I think of DeMar as more so of a wing. So is he a guy that that he does most of his damage against drop coverage? Or is he someone that can get to his mid-range without, you know, drop coverage? Like if it's a big that's playing up on him, does he have the, the shake and bake to create space and get to a shot? Or is he just going to live, like I said, off teams that, that play drop? So I, I said DeMar DeRozan in the aspect of the mid-range and they have very similar measurements, but I, I think he's more like a Drew Holiday in, re in regard to the fact that he's a point guard, similar mid-range, could break down the defense, could do almost anything out of a pick and roll. Um, he absolutely destroys drop coverage. Last, I believe it was last week when they played Purdue. Obviously, Purdue has Zach Eady, seven foot four, seven foot five center, likely to win national player of the year in college basketball. Hutchifino shot 14 to 24 and have 35 points. He absolutely destroyed drop the drop coverage they put on him. And again, he he ate it alive and his first step, again, admittedly, isn't the best, but he has such good touch on, number one, his floaters and getting to the basket. He has such good touch and such good touch on the mid-range. Uh, I do think the shot will develop. And, again, he's excellent at making reads, wide dribble passes to the corner, excellence at, you know, finding the open guy. So even if they're playing drop coverage and he isn't able to get, or they're not playing drop coverage and can't get by his man, he's going to find, he's going to make the right play. And that that's just what this guy does. He's very, mis he's 
not very mistake prone. Okay. So I like my point guards to get downhill, to put pressure on the defense. Is he someone that can really collapse the defense and get downhill? Can he do it on his own or does he need a screen? I think... Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm hearing some hesitation there. You said this guy's number seven. So sell me So on. Okay. He is best in pick and roll, as I said. He makes every great read there is. And again, the first step could improve, but it's it's not like he's like slow-footed or anything like that. The lateral quickness is great. I know that definitely impacts him defensively and helps him there. But yeah, he is able to get whatever he wants on the court. He picks a spot. So he's not, admit again, admittedly, not the best at getting to the basket, but he is so good in that mid-range that I, I don't think with his touch on his throat as mid-range, I, I just think he's going to find a way to overcome it. And that's going to keep defenses honest. And because they're going to respect his mid-range game and his floater, it's going to open up more of the floor and make it easier for him to get to the basket. Okay. What about his size? Like, is he, like, what does what he weigh? Is he slim? He, he weighs 215 pounds and he has a six foot 10 wingspan. So if he's going to be your primary point guard, he's great length. Yeah. Okay. Does he have a little bit of post up? I, I like my point guard. If he's not going to be this speedster that gets downhill, I want him to be, a guy that punishes smaller defenders and draws double teams and kicks out to to open teammates. So is he someone that if he doesn't have blazing speed, he can just get the defender on his hip and use his size to his advantage? Yes. He's, again, big. Will have a mismatch more times than not, especially if you're playing a point guard. And again, he, he makes every good read and... That that's going to be his bread and butter. All right. When we return, I have a few more questions for Steven, but let's talk about Built Bar because if you are like me, you want to eat healthy, but at the same time, you don't want to compromise taste. I know I feel like I need to hit the gym a little bit more, but my schedule was a little crazy and I know I need to eat better because I'm at the age now. I just can't eat a box of cookies like I used to. I used to go to Cinnabon and I could eat like six Cinnabons in a day. Sounds crazy, but I used to, but now the metabolism isn't the same. So I need to eat healthy. And when I want to eat healthy, I don't want to compromise taste, but that's why I go with Built Bars because Built Bars are tasty and they are covered with 100% real chocolate. That's right. hundred percent real chocolate. They come in incredibly good flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. And I don't know how they do it. I honestly don't because they're healthy. They taste good. And it's only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, if you're like me, you don't want to wait and make an order. Now, I know Built.com was a great place to place orders, but I'm a little impatient because I would eat all the Built bars, and then by the time I place the order, it's going to take a few days to get there. But now I can go to Walmart and just go to the pharmacy section. I can grab a four-box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if I really want more, then I can go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box. But I can still go to Built.com. So if you are looking to eat healthy and you don't want to compromise taste, go to Built.com or go to Walmart or Sam's. All right, once again, you're listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. This is your host, Rafael Barlow. And this is Prospect Pitch. And I got Stephen Bagel. 
the first segment did a good job giving me a little bit about the background of Jalen Hushafino. Now let me put my GM hat back on and let me just get, give him some of the tougher questions. Let's just see how prepared he is. All right. So you told me he's 6'7", 215. You've mentioned it multiple times. He can make every pass. He said that he has a great mid-range game. Now, when you say the mid-range, is it more so like a pull-up jumper or is it like a, a floater runner that he uses to avoid rim protectors? So, as I said earlier, he does have an excellent floater. I think he's up there with uh, Nick Smith or Brandon Podzemski in regard to having the best touch in the draft. On the floater, on the mid-range, most of his shots do come off the bounce. And, yeah. Into the shot clock. Is he a guy that can get busy? I can clear it out and say, go get me a bucket. Yeah. I mean, he, again, great great handle and is able to create space. And he's excellent at picking a spot. Set a screen for him. He's going to get a good shot off. All right. Let's get right into this. Scale of one through five, with five being the best and one being the worst. How would you rate him as far as being unselfish? Again, five is the best for, or I'm sorry, five being the best, one being the worst. I'd say four and a half. Okay. What about his energy? Does he bring energy? Is he someone that is going to play with a great motor? Or is he someone that, you know, he plays with energy, but he looks cool doing it? Or is he just too cool where he's not moving around? So what would you give him as far as energy? Well, five being the best, one being the worst. I'd say a four. Okay. Again, ex- ex- excellent defender uses his length and his size well. Good lateral quickness and and, and on offense again, he has the ball in his hands, always making stuff happen. So I'll give him a four. Okay. What about his his instincts? Instincts, I'm giving him a five. Again, I sound like a broken record, but he's he's just. I was so mesmerized, especially watching that Purdue game of him just being able to pick a spot, navigating to get to that exact spot, and either making it happen in the mid-range of the floater or kicking it out with an excellent pass. So I give him a five on that. All right. What about like his decision-making? Is he quick with his decisions or does he like to kind of hold on to the ball too long? Does it stick to him? Like, how fast does he make decisions? And, and again, this is a scale of five being the best, one being the worst. In regard to how quick his decision-making is, I would give him a three. But – I don't think that's a negative just because the type of player he is. In that regard, he reminds me a lot of Andre Miller, just in the aspect of he'll break down the play and it might take him a second, but he's going to make the right read. So his quick decision-making, I would give a three, but his overall decision-making, I'll give a four. Shout out to Andre, basic game Miller. A lot of people may not get that. It may go over your head. But if you listen to hip-hop, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, let's talk about his physical characteristics. So you talked about his size at 6'7". So I imagine for a point guard, you'd give him a 5 as far as size. All right, let's let's talk about the quickness. 5 being the best, 4 being second, 1 being the worst. What would you rate his quickness? Quickness, I give him a a 3.5. Okay. What about his overall speed? You know, some guys can be quick from point A to point B. And some guys can be fast in the open floor, but they may not have the quickest first step. What would you give his speed and like transition? A four. Okay. Athleticism. Can he make plays above the rim? Is he someone that is going to have athletic advantage? What would you give his overall athleticism? 
I'd give us his, uh, excuse me, I would give his athleticism a three and a half. Again, he's not a guy who I, I hate to keep throwing comps out there, but again, similar to Andre Miller, he doesn't need to rely on his athleticism to be effective. So he's going to rely on his size, his decision-making, his playmaking. So I'll give him a three and a half in that aspect. Okay, what about his endurance? Like if he's going against this Jose, Jose Alvarado guy or Pat Bev, someone that is smaller but is going to harass him and, and pick him up full court and try to turn him two or three times, how is his endurance? Is he going to be able to be effective in the fourth quarter if he has to guard one of those guys, if one of those guys are guarding him? Absolutely. I'll give him a four and a half. Again, he's just he breaks the game down to his advantage. And uh, sure, those guys are going to affect anybody on the perimeter. So uh, I'm not saying they wouldn't have an impact defensively, but he's going to find a way to make the right read and find a spot. So I'll give him a four and a half. Okay. All right. What about his toughness? Is he physical? Because you mentioned the size. But I don't want somebody that's six seven two fifteen that's soft as a Twinkie feeling. Is he tough? Is he competitive? Give me the rating there. I'd give him a four. I think especially, again, offense, I said he is a little bit slow in processing, but he's always making the right decision. But on defense, he competes, and you could tell that he takes pride in being an elite defender. So I'll give him a four. Okay. What about his basketball IQ? Basketball IQ, I'm giving a five. He makes, okay. as I said, every correct read that there is. Okay. Now, based off of what you've seen, do you think he's coachable? How's his like, body language? Is he a team player? And what would you grade him? I think he, I have no reason to believe he's not coachable. I haven't heard anything otherwise to say that he's not, but he's definitely able to take over a game when he needs to. So I know I keep talking and reiterating the playmaking skills that he has, but this guy could take over a game if need be. Okay. All right. So let's talk about getting buckets. I mean, that's what the game is all about. Yes. You know, the pace of the NBA is, is faster than the years past, and you got to be able to score. What about his shot selection? Is he someone that takes good shots, smart shots, or is he someone that is looking for his shot more than he's looking to pass the teammates? And does he take overall good shots? So, I know that was a lot there, but on a scale of five being the best, one being the worst, what would you give his shot selection? Shot selection, I'm giving a five. When I, I don't want to base my entire evaluation of the prospect off one game, but if you watch that Purdue game, he, as I say, shot 14 to 24. All 24 shots were good shots. Either he was open or it was a high percentage shot or whatever, or he got fouled one way or the other. So, I think the shot selection is excellent. And again, if the shot isn't there, he doesn't force it. He's not a tough shot maker, but I also haven't really seen him have to take any tough shots. So the shot selection, I'm giving a five. And if the shot's not there, he has no problem passing it out and making the proper read. Okay. Shooting off the catch. Shooting off the catch, I'll give it three. Okay. Um, is he more so comfortable as a shooter and like a standstill in space or does he, is he better shooting off the dribble? Most of his shots right now are coming off the dribble. So that's, I, I can't attest to whether he 
as the shooting in space in his game, he can improve it again. Catch and shoot, he was a 36% um, on catch and shoots, I believe. So he, he could definitely develop it, but right now he's definitely, his strong shoot is coming off screens. Oh, not coming off screens, excuse me. Um, coming off the dribble. Okay. All right. So what would you give him as a standstill in space shooter and shooter off the dribble? Shoot off the dribble, I'll give him a five. And I'm sorry, what was the other one? And stand still in space, like basically catch and shoot. Yeah. Um, catch and shoot and standing in space, I'll give him a three. Okay. All right. When we return, got to turn the heat up a little bit more on Steven and see how well he can, can pitch Jalen Hood Shafino. But let's discuss FanDuel. And if you're not familiar with FanDuel, it is America's number one sports book. And if you're a new customer, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to threes drain. And FanDuel even lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, which is the official sports betting partner of the NBA and locked on. All right, last segment here. Steven Bagel has done a good job in selling Jalen Hushafino, but I think maybe these questions are a little bit too easy. I've been throwing them softball. So now let's see. Let's see what, what he can, what he can do here. All right. So you mentioned that he is best shooting off the dribble, the standstill in space, catch and shoot. You gave him a three. What about shooting on the move? Like can he, you know, come up and like can he come off pin downs? Can he shoot sliding threes? Like, what about shooting off the move off the move? I'll give him a four. He has great hip mobility. So as the catch and shoot improves, I'm sure the shooting off movement will improve as well. Okay, so the three is that a so standstill catch and shoot is a three. You give him a five off the dribble, but you feel like he's a better shooter off the move. So can I run him off pin downs and, and play him off the ball and he's able to catch and shoot off the move? Is that what you're saying? I think with how good his touch is everywhere else on the floor, I think that will develop. I'm a huge believer in his shots. So, yeah, I definitely think that will develop as once he gets an NBA training program, gets a shooting coach. Uh, again, I'm a big believer in the shot. So what is it about him that makes you feel he will develop? Is there anything that you feel like has given you the indication that he will develop? Or is it... You know, is is just something that you're, you're you're assuming because an example that I can think of, there's this guy. You're from Philly, right? Yes. So I don't know if you heard of him, Ben Simmons. He was this guy oh, that, um, you know, early in his career, he couldn't shoot at all. I'm not saying Jalen Hood Shafino can't shoot, mm-hmm. and people assumed that he was going to get better. Now, after a couple of years, he wouldn't. There was no signs of growth. Mm-hmm. What is it about Jalen Hushafino that makes you believe that he will 
get better? Because what if he does not get better? Can he still be an impactful player? As I said, Raphael, his shot on the floater, on the mid-range, even his free throws is so good that it just it makes me buy the shot long term as it develops out to three. That okay. that's really what there is. I mean, his as I said, his floater is just about the best in college basketball. The touch he puts on his mid-range is, as I said, DeMar Rosen-esque, Chris Paul-esque. And I know that he's not going to be able to make his living shooting nothing but mid-ranges off screens. I'm aware of that. In the NBA, guys are going to either take a high percentage shot in the paint at the rim, or they're going to try to shoot a three. That's what today's NBA is. Unless you are Kevin Durant or DeMar DeRozan or Chris Paul, you're not going to have the opportunity to live in the mid-range. So so, uh, just because of the touch... Of that he already has in that mid-range, I think then a team takes him, drafts him, and says, okay, we have to develop the shot because we believe in you. That's why we took you. And it's going to, you know, maybe it might take a few years, but I 100% believe in that shot. Okay. All right. What about a transition finisher? Transition finisher, I'll give a four. Okay. So, you know, the mid-range is a five. What about finishing at the rim off the dribble? I know you talk about the floater, you've raved about his touch, but can he get to the rim and finish and draw fouls and get to the foul line? What would you rate his finishing at the rim off the dribble? I'll give that a three and a half. He's, again, I I think 215 isn't, again, lanky by any means, but I think if he adds another 5, 10 pounds in a weight room, I I do think how – that's the last missing piece for him to really be a three-level scorer and, you know, really be able to be a team's lead ball handler. And that that's going to come. Okay. All right. Five been the best, one been the worst. Rate him or rank him as a pick-and-roll passer. That I'll give a five. As I said, he makes every single read that there is off the pick-and-roll. Pick-and-roll finisher. I'll give that a four. Okay. Pick and roll, pull up shooter. Same thing. I'll give it a four. Okay. What about his release? Quick release, five being the best, one being slow. I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. You talk about the floater and how does he finish in traffic versus length? He struggles a little bit, admittedly, but again, I, I do think that's going to come. He relies a little bit too much on the floater, but again, it is so elite that uh, I think gains an extra 5, 10 pounds, you have a finished product going forward once once that comes together and he gets in an NBA weight room and training program. Okay. I think I'm going to know the answer to this. Court vision. That's a five. He finds, again, every single read in the book, live dribble passes to the corner, anything in the pick and roll, he's able to make it, whoever the player is. I know college basketball doesn't use a lot of pick and rolls, but how would you grade him out as a a pick and roll passer as far as hitting the roll man? And you can project how he would look with NBA spacing here. I, I think I would give it a five, especially in drop coverage. Okay. All right. Let's talk about rebounding. Now, you mentioned that he has good size, 
is he a good rebounder? Is he someone that he'll get five rebounds per game because he's playing 30 minutes? Or does he really go after rebounds? So what would you give his overall rebounding? I'll give his rebounding a four. Again, he uses the size well, and he's very competitive on the defensive end in the boards. There were a few times where he took a shot against Purdue, missed it, got his own offensive rebounds, not only put it up and in, but also got an and one. So uh, I think, you know, he uses the size well, and he's a bigger guard, and uh, that's going to translate well on the boards. Okay. Um, does he go after long rebounds? Uh, I think so. When I mean long rebounds, is he like like Kyle Lowry made a living turning long misses into into like personal fast breaks or opportunities for his team? So that's what I that's the guess what I'm looking for. Or is he a guy that is only rebounding in his area? I haven't really seen enough of the long rebounds to really say he does it adequately. Uh, I would say he's more of grabbing the rebound and then grabbing and going type guy. Okay. So I just pulled up some numbers here. I looked him up, and he is shooting 52% at the rim, 48% on layups, which is below average, and he only has three dunks this year. Do you see that as a potential problem in the NBA? I think if it doesn't develop, then absolutely as a lead guard, it could be an issue. But again, I, I believe in his developments. Watching his high school tape to now, he's just, he's shot develop a little bit, but he's just gotten better just in the aspect of not only making leads, but just taking the game over. So I know he's a hard worker and I just, I believe in, you know, adding five to 10 pounds to him and He's going to be able to absorb contact better. I'm buying in on that. He's already a big guard as is. Again, 6'7 with 6'10 wingspan. I'm buying into that for my league guard. Okay. All right, two questions here. Last two questions. Um, and I'm a, based off these numbers. He is shooting 33% on catch-and-shoot jumpers, 32% when left unguarded. So... I need you to put on your hat as a developmental guy. What does a workout look like for him if you were in control of his workouts this summer? What is he spending time on all summer under you? What is he what like what what are, what, are, what are you working on? What is his summer school agenda? His summer school agenda is one, as I said, going in the weight room, working on, because again, he could get to the basket, just an issue of being able to finish. Uh, I think that he relies so much on his mid range that he doesn't go to the basket as often as he should. So I, I'm first thing I'm doing is getting him in the weight room, having him at five, 10 pounds. And then I'm working on that catch and shoots and developing that shot because it's so good in the mid-range off the dribble that if we could extend that to three, and even, uh, I apologize, I don't know his free throw percentage off the top of my head, but the shot's not broken by any means. I, I know we talked about Ben Simmons earlier, but I, I never envisioned Ben Simmons being able to shoot. I, I do think Huchifino, once he adds that aspect to the game, he's, as a six seven ball handler playmaker, I, I think he's going to you know be 
unguardable at that point once you could develop that shot off the catch and shoot because it's already so good off the dribble, so good off screens. And again, you work on the finishing. He's excellent in the mid-range. Again, I already know I said it. And then you develop a catch and shoot. You have a full package. All right, last question. Simple answer here. No explanation. First thing that comes to your mind. Is he an all-star? Top starter? Starter? Rotation player? Roster player? The guy that we're just going to invite to training camp because we need bodies? Or someone that is going to end up in Europe? All-star, maybe not every year, but definitely I see, you know, DeMar DeRose and Drew Holiday, two, three, four all-star games in this future. All right, well, that wraps it up. You did a good job. Where can the audience find you and, and your podcast? You could find, wherever you listen to this podcast, you could find the Bird Rights Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, again, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Bird Rights Pod. Raphael, thank you so much for having me on. Yep, thank you so much. You did a good job. Thank you, the listener, for making the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, you have to check out the Game to Game NBA Podcast because the Game to Game NBA Podcast covers every moment, every type of performance, every result. And it also covers the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. So follow Game to Game on the Locked On NBA channel. It is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow with Stephen Bagel. He did an excellent job pitching Jalen Hood Shafino. I'm convinced. Let me know your thoughts in the comments if you're on YouTube. And yeah, just let me know what you think. Let me know if you are convinced that Jalen Hood Shafino is a future all-star. Once again, thank you. And we are out. <laughs>